0: What's the newest song you've been working on?
1: So as of right now, I'm working on like eight. I'm one of those people who will just like have an idea and then I'll make like eight or nine different versions of that idea. And then I finally just like settle on one and then develop it. Um, so as of right now, technically eight, but really one.
0: Just by that process, we also come to probably the main topic of today, which is burnt out your EP. We're yes, going to talk a lot about that today. I have some questions for it. <laughs> Segways. Look at those smooth transitions. So, first of all, this is not only your first EP but just your first project released. So, talk about that journey of making demos, making whatever and then to clicking upload on DistroKid.
1: It technically started before I even joined the like the Kenny Beats Discord. I've been making music since like middle school. Little, like little baby Sam figuring out GarageBand on his phone because I didn't have anything. I'd never released anything for the longest time. And then I think in high school is when I was like, I really need to start solidifying everything. Still didn't release anything, but I took it, I started taking it seriously. I had a lot of really, really, really bad songs on ice uh, for the longest time and I never released them because I was so insecure. And I think freshman year of college is when I started writing like for this. So like the song Sleep Paralysis, that's on there. Um, I have a version of that that is only on my phone that I'm never going to release. I might release it later down the line as like a like Patreon exclusive or some shit, but it's so bad. But like some of the lyrics are the exact same. There's a part in the beginning that's uh, me in like a low voice saying eyes, teeth, jaws, body. I wish somebody ripped little bite sized holes in the trunk. which was in the original, um, and it was actually the chorus for the longest time. And I was like, I don't like how this sits, so, but I liked how it's written, so I'm gonna save it. Um, and I did, and I ended up using it in like various spots in sleep paralysis with uh, the wonderful Babe Bee, uh, who is an absolute gem of a human being. I actually... Uh, I had the idea of having a featured artist on this, not only for like, because I can't like, I can only write so much. Um, And it's also like it takes some of the work off of me. But it's also like I love working with other people and love like just creating art with others. Um, And uh, Baby happened to be on one of the 20XX projects that I was on. And so I DM'd her, I think it was on uh, Discord or Instagram, one of the two. I DM'd her and I was like, hey, I'm, I'm a fan. You want to work on something? I have an idea. And she was so enthusiastic. She was just like, oh, my fucking God. Yeah, please. And I was like, wait, what? <laughs> so like, I was like, so caught off guard by that. Um, And she happened to be I think she was streaming on Twitch at the time. Um, like as I was DMing her and she was like can I work on this on Twitch and I was like yeah sure and so there's I I don't know if you can find the VOD or if it's still up at all but there's a video of her recording the original uh lyrics to that um for her verse and then over time uh I kept that one so we started recording junior year of of college um and then I finished everything just about like uh, last August, or on my birthday.
0: And was that basically the process for all the collaborations? A Instagram DM turned into, oh hell yeah sure, and then a couple weeks later something's going.
1: I think there was one where it was like, uh, and he's now one of my like closest friends, uh, Cody. I think he DM'd me on Instagram or something. And I was always like so impressed about the way that he played piano because like I can't play it for shit. But like he DM'd me and was like, we should work. And I'm like, fuck it, sure, why not? We got into a Discord call. Um, and we didn't the first call, we didn't make anything like substantial at all. But it was literally just us like plastered in a call and it was great. Since then, I've just been talking to him constantly and like we've been sending memes, we've been talking about like real life shit, but also making music, which was great. So like the two projects that were on there were stuff that I really appreciated working on him with, and then one of them turned into Sleep Paralysis, which I revived. Um, And then Fade was another one that was like, he just helped me with the piano and he gave me drums and I arranged a lot of it and we worked together and we really, really like built that like baby of a song, which I really like.
0: Especially for people who I tend to see, especially for people who start making music either in school or just alone in the beginning, Often when I talk to them, I'll introduce this concept of like, yeah, not everyone you work with has to be like your best friend or the person you always talk to or the person you always share music with. Sometimes music can just be that transaction of here's some chords, here's some drums. Okay, see you later. For you, do you feel that most of the collaborators on this EP were more in that these are my friends or these are amazing musicians I just wanted to work with?
1: So yeah, most of the time um well at the start uh like my first collaboration ever was with at least after like the 20XX stuff um with Poolboy and everything like that. Most of my collaborations have been with uh people I've known or known of. Uh not and not, and not to say like I'm reaching out to, like, Kanye. Like, I know of Kanye, but I'm not reaching out to Kanye. Like, that's a whole different level to that. I would love to work with Kanye, uh, but that's a whole other story. (laughs) Um, But, uh, (laughs) Jesus. Um, My first collaboration was uh, with my guy Hutch, um, Hutch Puppy from, uh, because he made Pool Boy, and I kind of hopped on that um, last minute, and I didn't know anybody, and I was like, fuck it, I'll record vocals. And then it blew up and I was like, I love this. And also like being in calls with Hutch was like such a good energy that I was like, we need to make something other than 20xx stuff right now. And he was like, bet, let's go. So we I think it was for all of November and December. uh, We sat in calls like once a weekend, twice a weekend, just like hashing shit out, talking, playing games like making music when we can, but mostly just for vibes. Um, And then for Don't Let Me Go, um, that was actually the first song we made, made. Like we sat down and he uses FL and I use Ableton. So there's a language barrier. And I was like, what the fuck is going on? Um, And you know how that is, right? It's like, it's like, um, yeah. (laughs) Um, So it's like, he... Was so patient with me, and I was like, "Thank you," because I don't understand anything about what's going on with this. So, <laughs> uh, he essentially, we we basically made that like bell, like, Doon, dun, 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 like the the clinky like loop that you hear in the beginning, um, and then like I that was literally like most of what he gave me, aside from like synths and stuff from Omnisphere and like other stuff. I arranged drums, I arranged Foley, I arranged my vocals. Uh, And then I sent it to him and he was like, bro, I'm crying. Why are you making me cry? What the fuck is this? (laughs) And there's a there's a point where uh, like in the beginning, there's that there's that like sweeping like riser. That's me sighing. I'm like breathing into the mic. and I don't know if that's obvious or not, but like fucking, that was so like mind blowing for Hutch. He was like, "How the fuck did you think about this?" And I was like, "I don't want to find us like a riser and like spend time. I'll just make it with my voice." Um, and so like a lot of my collaborations as of as of recent have been like, "Oh yeah, this is an idea. Let's expand," um, or. It's like, hey, I just have an entire song already built for you. Here, set, just record vocals, you're set. Like that's how, uh, like that's how I was with Kang, like the Conqueror. Um, I just like I sent him uh, a thing, like a song or like a beat. That's the word. Shit. <laughs> um, I sent him a beat a while ago, um, and I was like, I feel like you would be great on this. Nothing else. Um, and, like, also, this is after, like, months after I met him in L.A., which is, I will talk about, because, Jesus, fuck, um, tangents. <laughs> you weren't joking with tangents, were you? i just go off. <laughs> um. So, okay, uh, I sent him that, and he was like, bet. He listened to it, and then the next message I get back is a freestyle, and he put it out, and I was like, oh, shit, all right, well, um, This is on the internet now, (laughs) and so uh, I've just been doing that with him for the past like couple days. I've just been sending him stuff that I made specifically for him, but also like just like he'll give me an idea and I'll be like, "Bet I'll have it done by the day," and so I would just go and do it.
0: Also, to just to another part of. Just another part of this whole uh, part of the conversation, which is your first DP. When I see people have their first DP in their first release, there is like a differing or there's a difference. Sometimes people have the mentality of the song is done, I'm out. Or sometimes people have this feeling of this is a whole project. I need people to understand the thought behind it and everything to you was this EP cuz again it's your first release i take that very seriously for a lot of new artists was it more of a these are some songs or this is a whole thing to me
1: oh it's definitely a whole thing to me um everything is to be honest like i'm a huge fan of concept albums like i construct projects in a way where people can interpret them in different ways but there's also like that one set like this is the end result so for me, burnout was it was a struggle with like self-worth and like self-doubt. I, I imagine it as like a coming-of-age journey. And like in a way, it's it's also talking about like abuse and like mental shit and like finding stuff that you really resonate with. But I've also heard from people that like this album made me think of my ex. And I was like, damn, it really do be like that, son. <laughs> so it was like. I I didn't realize that like people were taking it differently, um, even after I tweeted like, "Oh, this is about blah blah blah." I would have people come to me and like, "Hey, this is actually like really good music." Like I would even people who were like come to me or like I don't understand what this is about. It just sounds pretty. I'm like, bet, all right, sick. I can I can <laughs> I can work with this. I
0: mean to quote. And I don't know if this is you or not, but music is just a feeling, good or bad. We we as humans are always feeling. I guess that's why I'm always humming to myself.
1: Are you digging through my Twitter? What's? <laughs>
0: you tweeted maybe, but it was in your Spotify bio, and you're now finding out how much I dig into people. Um, but that quote in its entirety that feels sort of like what you just summarized here. It is just a feeling.
1: Yeah, honestly, it's like music. Music is feeling. Yeah, it's it's all about like. Um, And it's different for everyone, and I love that. Like, music is something where nobody has the same perspective on anything, like, ever. Like, I, me and my friend have argued, uh, and he's actually featured on the end of the album. uh, It's my best friend, Andre. Um, He and I always discuss, like, different perspectives on music and, like, different meanings behind lyrics and different meanings behind, like, instrumentation. Um, And like it's also for like good reason too Because he's going into like film scoring for school And I like I love that Like he's such a great brain to be around Um, And (laughs) such a funny guy too Um, But yeah music is really feeling I'm definitely one of those people where I will have a soundtrack for the day And that soundtrack will basically dictate my mood for the day It's like a diet almost. I will have like a playlist of stuff that will get me hype if I want to feel hype, if I'm hype for something. Um, And then that will just dictate my mood for the like whole day. Yeah. So it's like, like the fact that you can, like we as humans can feel music as like a, almost like a sixth sense is very magical. Like it's, there's nothing like it on earth aside from like maybe certain drugs I've never done but like like it's it's stuff like that that like really wakes me up. And I'm like, this is something that I wanna do for the rest of my life.
0: And speaking about rest of your life, the, the genre and the soundscapes, and just in general, the feeling of this first EP, do you feel like that is the, the Misha sound? Or do you feel like this is just EP
1: one out of many and it's gonna change up? So I definitely have one of two directions and I've definitely overthought this. So on the one hand, yes. This is the Misha sound, this is the, like, I am sticking to lo-fi piano, Foley, sad boy drums, um. but there's definitely, there's definitely a lot more that I can do. Like, I love jazz. I love classical. Like, I'm going to school for classical performance and voice. Like, that shit's crazy to me. Like, I've been to Italy and, like, performed there. Shout out, uh, Greve and Chianti, if they hear this. So, yeah, like I could do a lot. I just have to sit down and decide like I'm so indecisive. It's bad. I love like the lo-fi sound. I love the the hard hitting drums of like like trap and EDM. I also know that I could dip into like hyper pop if I wanted to. I know I can dip into like others. like I can like I can rap if I have The right writing, Um, like I can rap most of Childish Gambino's like early shit. He's an inspiration to me as well. Like the fact that he can go from rap to a soul album is crazy to me. And he's still making like such innovate. Like his recent track or his recent like album, uh, where it's like the white cover, like that was so like non-linear and so like nothing sounded the same. To me, it was so, and, and a lot of it was like, yeah, it had like soul influence and trap influence, but like it somehow didn't like classify as either. It was really cool. Um, So I definitely see myself going in some sort of direction as it pertains to like different sounds and exploring different like genres of music. Um, But I definitely want to take influence from my roots in like Making lo-fi beats in my garage and like, like, like sitting on the bus and playing with like, exploring drum sounds and like, like non-secular sounds, um, and just figuring out a way to make it sound pretty, um, because I just want to sound pretty. That's all. (laughs) Like, that's the that's the end result. Is that if it sounds pretty, that's that's it's going out in some way, shape, or form.
0: Album promo done. Um, moving on a little bit, so two things that stood out to me, which I always love, my, my thing is always figure out what, the, what around the artist creates certain ideas or inspirations or in general just moves for them. One of them that I saw for you is not only are you just starting to be a musician for hire, you're also in the early stages of DJing and live performing. Have you looked at your music and went, I need to make something that will fit this feeling or vibe of now I can do it in front of a crowd?
1: Yes. In some situations, yes. It's a, like, that's how Hydra was made. Like, I, a lot of the EP was, like, so depressing. And I was like, I needed something I can just, like, rage to, but also sing pretty for. And so, because that's the end goal, right? You just got to sound pretty. (laughs) Hydra was one of those songs that was like, I need to be creepy, raged, but also like, I want this bass to shake the room. Um, And not many of the songs on the EP have that. Um, Aside from Fade, which is like my favorite. And so it's like, I needed more of that like bass-shaking party feel so that if I did want to play this live, I can have that option and have people be like, Oh, I had the greatest time. Like we raged to this one song and like, I smacked some guy in the face like 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 I, w- I want I want that. I want people to walk away from my concerts being like damn I just had some unhashed thoughts about my ex and my grandma dying a while ago but like also I have all of these bruises on my body from the mosh pit like I have no idea what's going <laughs> Like that whole that whole yeah that's how I want my concerts to feel like cuz I see that transition
0: especially for people who start out making music purely on Discord or just online purely at a certain moment they realize okay wait if i actually want to start performing these songs i need to switch it up i need to have something that hits like this or moves the crowd like that for you especially with someone who's like already tried out djing and stuff like that and seeing like what makes a crowd move or just going to concerts have you seen that like oh, okay in the future i might have to start making like the crowd song or the performance song?
1: Yeah, actually, I think in a way, it's something that all artists should consider um, is the versatility of their music. It's, It's hard because like some artists will really fall into the category of like, I will only be in this setting for the rest of my life and nothing will change ever. Change as much as you want. Change is good. It is so good. But like also with that, it's like what I found with DJing was reading the room is so important. For one of two reasons. One, the only DJing I ever did uh for a crowd was at a frat party. It's different when it's a crowd of drunk teenagers. <laughs> um, where they're like, they're like, play Taylor Swift. And it's like, I I literally only have like ski mask, key, and like SoundCloud rappers. I don't understand what Taylor Swift means. Um, so it's like I have so I'm always like in retrospect coming back from a performance like that, thinking, oh, this is what I could have done better. But then it's also like, fuck that. I'm going to play what I want. There's also that thought that's like, I'm going to somehow play what I want, but also please the crowd that is so difficult to find when DJing. I have a pre-made set that I've practiced. Um, I will do what I can, but I can't promise anything. Um, And at at a certain point, you're like, there's that thought that's like, I need to really just let go of the fact that the crowd wants certain things um, that you can't give them because you don't have that kind of stuff. And I guess that also applies to like music. Like, yeah, you're gonna have people that don't like your music. Okay, find the people that do like your music. Those who will like it will stay. It's important to have that mindset because it's so relaxing and so less anxiety producing because like it will just make the artistic journey a little more streamlined and not like, oh, I have to worry about pleasing everyone because that's always a thought as an artist. like we're so worried about pleasing everyone that it's like it's like an anchor on your back that you're just carrying around like it's so dreadful and like tiring that it's like at a certain point you just got to learn to let go of the anchor and it's so freeing caring for other people even if they're not the nicest is the good thing to do because if somebody did that to you you would feel grateful right it's it's something where put on this earth to do is to help others.
0: From going to like, okay, even though this person might not be the person that I want to meet in life or I want to talk to, to then the dot show where pretty much everyone you met was the person you wanted to meet. Talk about that because meeting people IRL and just seeing like performances again after so long.
1: You don't know how happy I was. for Like that was, okay, that was a, a, a night of many firsts. Um, because on one hand it was my first concert that I went to alone and like, it was me and my friend Andre, um, who went up there and it was my first time staying like basically in a place that I paid for all by myself. It was also a first because it was my first time seeing a lot of my discord friends in person. And like, like I saw Tindri for the first time in person, like Tindri, like we go back to pool boy, like that. Song, like, he rapped on that song and I barely knew what he looked like. And then when I found out he was a tall, scrawny white dude, I was like, Bet, okay, I can work with this. There was a point where, after the show, um, there was an after party uh, where Jackie, shout out to Jackie, by the way, performed at. Um, and there was a point where I got, like, super overwhelmed at the party because there were a lot of people. Uh, and that tends to happen. Uh, so I sat outside. Uh, and there was like, there were like, like, like eight or nine people out there already doing the exact same thing. And I was like, wow, people on Discord are anxious, shit. (laughs) Like that was my first thought was like, damn, we really do be some shy motherfuckers out here. And so it was me, Tindry and Andre just sitting outside talking with these people. Um, I think one of them was Luke does music or Luke, Luke beats. Uh, one of them was Luke. One of them was pastor Rex, who I fucking love that dude. Um, and uh yeah, so we sat out there and I have a picture of Tindri, like, he has a kazoo that he brought. He just brought this kazoo for fucking memes. I don't fucking know. And he took a lighter and like lighted the kazoo and like pretended to smoke the kazoo. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? And he's like for the gram. And I was like, I love this. So I took. It. <laughs> and so I have this picture of Tindri on my phone smoking a kazoo. And it's so it's like my it's my favorite memory of him. Aside from, like, just him, I think, like, he brought, like, his own, like, he wore sunglasses inside. Like, that's what I remember. And I was like, this guy's cool as shit. I'll never,
0: I'll never amount to how cool Tindri is. Meeting everyone for the first time after knowing them for so long, was there, like, a newfound, like, love for not only their music, but also just, like, this whole journey you've been on for last couple of years with being on discord and talking to these people every day
1: oh yeah dude it was so it felt more real it really felt like i can actually do this it didn't feel like i was playing like games online with people i know it was like i actually these people are real to me they're tangible um but they're also like they're actually real people like like, not to say, like, they're like, you can actually, like, pick them up and like, oh, this is Tindri. I can't pick up Tindri. He's taller than me. um, <clears throat> But like, like, oh, this person has like, e- like, actual existence in this space. But it's also like, oh, these people are actual real people that I can talk to in a tangible space. Which was mind-blowing. Because like, <laughs> um, like, yeah, you, you know friends from like school and shit. And like, you see them every day. But, like, it's difficult with Discord because, like, we were all in this pandemic. Like, every day we would go into Discord to talk with each other and to make music and to just fuck around. Um, and then it turned into, like, this community where everyone supports each other, even through the bad. Like, I had, sh- I had shit that I went through with my mom for a while. We're good now, but, like, uh, we, we, I, I went in there and I talked about it and, like, people like Wu long like would reach out and like talk to me about that and me, me and him are homies um after the fact of that but like not because of it if that makes sense like i feel like a lot of the people in the discord that i met um not only were they caring people to begin with um but they were caring after the fact like they weren't caring to get friends they were caring because they care um And that's so special, Um, like not many people are like that. And to find a whole space where like everyone is like that, holy shit. It's like that scene uh, in Journey to the Center of the Earth uh, where he's like, he like fell through the volcano and it's like, oh, shit, there's life down here. Oh, God, everything's great. I love it. (laughs) So it's like he didn't expect to find any of this. But when he found it, it was like, oh, I love this.
0: And with you this plate that you found are you i, I it might be an obvious answer but for the next dp the next single the next album you're still going to reach to to that volcano again and go like ayo who wants to make a song
1: oh always i am so down to work with people like i would love to reach out to new people i would love to reach out to like people who i know from the Discord, but also like friends of friends, like if they have a good rep, like that's why I'm still in 20XX. Like a lot of the artists that come into that, that we kind of like introduce to this other community where we make music. It also, and I feel bad for saying this, but it's like, it's also like a personal scouting mission to see like, oh, this is somebody, this is an artist I really like. Oh, this is a person I really vibed with in a group setting. Maybe we can make some other stuff in the future. Um, so it's basically just like upping my roster list of people to like reach out to. Um, and that's also why I like the the beat battles that Kenny hosts is like, these are po- popular, but also like talented artists who co- go in and are like, this is what I can do. Uh, and not necessarily for the aim of getting a prize, but to just have Kenny listen to how good they are. Um, and are like, yeah, this is just like it's it's a talent scout but an unintentional one um so it's like i reach out to like just about everybody um and anybody who wants to reach out to me i'm willing to work like i'm so down for anything
0: i feel like that's a that's a good way to to end this part of it um as always just for the last part of the the podcast plug anything you would like to talk about, have people follow, have people reach out to, new music, whatever. Go for it.
1: First off, I want to plug, obviously, Burnout. Uh, The EP is out. It is alive and is doing well. Um, You can stream it on Spotify at It Me Misha. You can also stream it on SoundCloud. I have other stuff on SoundCloud as well that aren't just the EP, just like random little stuff. I also have uh, a song that I produced out. Uh, by uh, Kang the Conqueror Uh, is called All Net Freestyle, which I also want to plug 20XX, who is a community that I help like administrate. Um, We make music as a group. It's a great place to start because it gives you so many connections Um, But it also like challenges you as an artist to find your sound and to adapt to working with other people So it's like the perfect starting point as for the future. I have a uh, I have two versions of the EP coming out later. I have the burnout slowed um, Which is basically all the songs slowed and reverb because it's a meme and I thought it was funny Uh, But it also sounds freaking sweet. So like and then I have uh, the burnout deluxe which has all of the original songs plus more uh, and some remixes of the originals as well. Um, So (laughs) I have a lot of talented people on that, which is crazy. Um, And uh, yeah, I think that's about it.
0: Uh... Misha, thank you so much for coming on. This has really been a dope experience hope to hear more amazing music
1: from you soon yeah thank you also uh i, th- I thought I'd, i thought i'd mention last thing before we go um the the tattoo idea that you drew me um i'm definitely <laughs> getting that still in the future by the way hey, i still yo, have it
0: in far, my bank. <laughs> let's go let's go thank you so much for coming on we're stopping recording in three two one